the eighth Sunday after Trinity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Grant to us, Lord, the Spirit to think and to do always such things as are right, that we who cannot do anything that is good without you may be enabled by you to live according to your will. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the eighth Sunday after Trinity is from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision of their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. They continually say to those who despise me, The Lord has said, You shall have peace. And to everyone who walks according to the dictates of his own heart, they say, No evil shall come upon you. For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and has perceived and heard his word? Who has marked his word and heard it? Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord has gone forth in fury, a violent whirlwind. It will fall violently on the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days you will understand it perfectly. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they would have turned from their evil ways and from the evil of their doings. Am I a God near at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can anyone hide himself in secret places, so I shall not see him, says the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? I have heard what the prophets have said, who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long will this be in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies? Indeed, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, who try to make my people forget my name by their dreams, which everyone tells his neighbor, as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. The prophet who has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, says the Lord? Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces? This is the word of the Lord. Be my rock of refuge a fortress of defense to save me. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. The second reading is from the book of the Acts of the Apostles, the 20th chapter. Paul said to the Ephesians, For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God, 
Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves men will rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch, and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me. I have shown you in every way, by laboring like this, that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus, that he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. Then they all wept freely and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spoke, that they would see his face no more. And they accompanied him to the ship. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the seventh chapter. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, 
and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. O oh, enter, Lord, thy temple, be thou my spirit's guest, who gavest me the earth-born, a second birth more blessed, thou in the Godhead, Lord, though here to dwell thou deignest, Forever equal reignest, art equally adored. O enter, let me know thee, and feel thy power within, the power that breaks our fetters, and rescues us from sin. O wash and cleanse thou me, that I may serve thee truly, and render honor duly, with perfect heart to thee. Thou art, O Holy Spirit, the true anointing oil, through which are consecrated soul, body, rest, and toil, to Christ, whose guardian wings, where'er their lot appointed, Protect his own anointed, his prophets, priests, and kings. Thou, Holy Spirit, teachest the soul to pray aright. Thy songs have sweetest music, Thy prayers have wondrous might. Unheard they cannot fall. They pierce the highest heaven till he his help hath given who surely helpeth all. Thy gift is joy, O Spirit, 
thou wouldst not have us pine. In darkest hours thy comfort doth ever brightly shine. And oh, how oft thy voice hath shed its sweetness o'er me, and opened heaven before me, and bid my heart rejoice. All love is thine, O Spirit, thou hatest enmity, Thou lovest peace and friendship, all strife would have us flee. Where wrath and discord reign, thy whisper kindly pleadeth, and to the heart that heedeth brings love and light again. Our path in all things order, according to thy mind. And when this life is over, and all must be resigned, O grant us then to die, with calm and fearless spirit, and after death inherit eternal life on high. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness." This is the word of the Lord. The seven sons of Sceva are lesser-known figures in Bible history. These seven men appear only once in the book of the Acts of the Apostles during St. Paul's missionary journey to Ephesus. There, St. Paul preached the gospel, performed many wonders and signs by the power of the Spirit, healed many sick, and cast out many demons. At Ephesus, there was a Jewish priest named Sceva. His seven sons, seeing the success that St. Paul had in his ministry there, decided that they wanted the same power and perhaps the same degree of notoriety. All seven of those men went forth, to cast out demons in the name of Paul's Jesus, a man none of those men believed in, but whose name seemed to grant power and authority to Paul. As St. Luke records, 
the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped upon them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord was magnified. It was seven to one, and they lost. They used the name of Jesus, and unlike St. Paul's use of the same name, it had no effect. If this name is so powerful, why did it fail the seven sons of Sceva to their humiliation and hurt? And how was it yet magnified in such a failure? In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus warns against those who use his name as a formula, an incantation, a mantra, an outward show of piety, or in any other false way. To use his name in ways such as this goes directly against the spirit of the second commandment. Those who do so do not use the name of Jesus to their benefit, but to their damnation. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. The problem with the seven sons of Sceva is that while they spoke and attempted to use Jesus' name, they did not believe in Jesus. They had not received. Indeed, they rejected Jesus. And therefore, they had no right to use his name, nor did they have the authority that accompanies his name. St. John writes, As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Just because the seven sons said, Lord, Lord, was no guarantee that the Lord would listen. In fact, they who do not know the Lord, but who try to use his name to claim a birthright, are not known themselves to him who dispenses the gifts they seek. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. It is God who makes children of God of man. Man does not will himself into existence within creation, nor does he will himself into the kingdom of heaven. To the Pharisee Nicodemus, Jesus says, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. St. Paul echoes these words 
in his words to the faithful Ephesians. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Man must be reborn in the spirit. Just as a mother knows her child when it is born of her flesh, so too does Christ know his children when they are born of his water, his blood, and his spirit. It is to them that he gives his birthright. It is to them that he gives the power of his name. It is to them he gives the sanctification they require to live their lives on the way. Those not born are not known. Those born who do not claim their birthright are not recognized. Perhaps you have heard it said, as long as I believe in Jesus in my heart, that is enough. The Christian who defends his actions and his lifestyle and behavior with the words, it is enough, stands at the mouth of a great chasm from which even Christ will not save him. Just as in the days of Noah, when men believed only when their eyes beheld the wrath of God and when they clamored, Lord, Lord, it is too late. Just as Dives, the rich man, pleaded with Father Abraham to send Lazarus back from the dead to his brothers, and Father Abraham said that those men must hear the word of God, so too will be those who use the name of God with no faith. There are seven times seventy sons of Sceva in the world now, and some even within the church. They may cry to God at the time of judgment, but not all those who cry out will be saved simply because they cry out. Perhaps you have even heard a pastor say that the only thing that matters, it is what is in the heart. Woe to that man who proclaims such falsehoods. For what is in the heart must be manifested and lived. You must bear fruit. You must work. Your sanctification, and indeed your very salvation, depends upon it. Your use of the power of Jesus' name that you have been given, and your use of the new life that God has granted you by new birth. Will the Father reward the slothful, the arrogant, the headstrong, the mighty, the one paying lip service? Jesus says he will not. Woe then especially to the under-shepherds of Christ who preach falsely to you and who lull you softly into your eternal damnation. They are judged more harshly. But you must still heed the words of St. Paul and of Jesus when they urge you to test the spirits, to listen to what is preached, and to measure it against what God has already said. 
for the pastor also is known by his fruit. And woe to him whose fruit is not good, and woe to him who feeds the fruit that is not good to the people of God, and woe unto them who eat of the fruit that is not good. It is enough is not enough. Baptism with no life is not enough, just as birth accompanied by starvation is not enough for an infant to live. Belief in Jesus without following him and obeying him, which incidentally is not actually belief in Jesus, is not enough, any more than it is enough to claim that you are a disciple of Martin Luther King Jr. while advocating for segregation and rescinding of rights. Beware of the lukewarm and the tepid from the pulpit and from the nave and from the world. For as Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. What is enough then? He who does the will of my Father in heaven. Lip service and good enoughs are not enough. They are the marks of the duplicitous, the hypocrite, those with false pretensions to holiness, those who offer the outward appearance of religion, those who build upon the sand and not upon the rock of faith, which agrees with Jesus, which follows him, and which submits to him as to the will of the Father. St. Paul writes to the Romans, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. This is what it means to have been saved by grace. You are saved by grace and reborn to live a new life following the way that is Jesus and obeying with joyful love, the will of the Father. Crying out, Lord, Lord, is not enough. Saying that you believe while your life confesses the opposite is most definitely not enough. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. The Lord will not judge the confession of your mouth, but the confession of your heart your conduct. Where these align with the confession of your mouth, thanks be to God for the work that he does within you. Where they do not, where sour, shriveled fruit is born apart from God's design and desire, those wicked trees who cry out, Lord, Lord, with their mouths, will be disowned, cut down, and thrown into the fire. Enough is not enough. But Christ and his Spirit are enough. He, and he alone, is sufficient.
So cling to him with heart and hand and voice. Give thanks for the work of the Spirit to raise you up. Follow Jesus. Love him. Love what he loves. Say what he says. Go where he goes. Seek him where he is. Listen when he speaks. And you will do the will of the Father in the Christ who has done it himself for you. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the Spirit of God to remain with his Church to defend and protect her from adversity, to preserve her from heresy and schism, and to be the breath of divine bellows that stokes the fire of faith and pure confession, let us pray to the Lord. For the people of Christendom, that residing within the Holy Catholic Church, they would inhabit a city of God apart from the world, for steadfastness and boldness in word and deed, for hearts of martyrs, that all Christians would remain faithful amidst every assault of the world, even unto death. And for all who bear the holy orders of the ministry, let us pray to the Lord. For this country and all within her who serve to govern and to rule, for those who strive to preserve and uphold law and good order, for those who defend this country and her people, for kindness and compassion among the peoples, for peace and prosperity, and for concord among all nations, let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance from every sin, error, evil, discord, and strife, for an end to all violence, warfare, bloodshed, sedition, and rebellion, for the work of God to chasten and to heal, for the conversion of the pagans and the return of the apostate, for the destruction of the proud and the upright and blessing to the meek, and for eyes to see and hearts to receive the love of God, let us pray to the Lord. For all enemies and persecutors of the faith, for mercy to the sinful, for provision to the innocent, the widow, the orphan, the homeless, the abused, and the needy and for the Comforter to heal the downtrodden, raise up the brokenhearted, and dispel the poisons of resentment, hatred, and scorn among the people of God, let us pray to the Lord. For all left behind in the wake of tragedy, especially the spouses and children of John and Justin Ecker, for all who suffer ailments of body, mind, and soul, for all who mourn, especially the Ecker family, for an increase of faith in times of woe, for strength to bear our crosses and continue to follow Christ, for patience to endure in times of tribulation, for increased opportunities for fasting, repentance, and prayer, and for the peace not of knowing why we suffer, but of knowing that the Lord works all things for good, even and especially when we cannot understand his will. Let us pray to the Lord. For the healing touch of Christ as the Spirit so delivers. For the preservation of the body against all trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, 
peril of death, or any other adversity. For our brethren, Sherry, Pam, Doug, Shirley, Judy, Nancy, Kai, David, Roseanne, Carolyn, and Jennifer. And in thanksgiving for all new life and bodily preservation in the new hope of our Lord's return, let us pray to the Lord. Almighty Father, everlasting God and Lord, we sing with tongues of angels that you are holy. Though we cannot now comprehend you, grant us to know you. Though we cannot now see you, grant us to see your work. Though we cannot now gaze into the depths of your mind and will, grant us to gaze into the depths of your love. For you have given us your only begotten Son and his Holy Spirit, that through them we would be united to you even as we are pilgrims in this life. Joined to Christ, let us be branches of one vine, united in the spirit of peace, love, joy, and compassion, and bearing these fruits as a living body, held together by the bonds of Christ's own flesh and blood. Just as this bread is gathered together from countless scattered grains, and the wine from many grapes, so may your church be gathered together from the ends of the earth into your kingdom by this same Jesus Christ our Lord, who now lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 